Hey everyone, what the heck is up? And welcome back to my podcast. You are listening to Practical Alignment, a podcast where we talk about all things metaphysical, mindset, and manifestation, and I give you tips and tools to live a life back in alignment where it's easy and feels good to flow. I'm your host, Katrina Macias, and it is wonderful to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for joining me. So, I want to start off this episode by first talking a little bit about alignment. It's the name of my podcast. I bring it up all the time. So I'm going to give you an example of what I find is my definition of alignment. So alignment is when you're working in accordance with your highest good and you're doing things that serve you for your highest good. And alignment is very like it's individual and it's unique for different people. Um, so alignment for me may not be alignment for you. It might not be the exact same things. For example, hmm, let's see. Uh, two years ago, it was very much an alignment for me to wake up every morning at seven in the morning. And that was part of my schedule in the summer was to wake up every morning at seven. And it felt really good to do that. But now, two years later, I'm here in England and my sleep schedule is a little different because I'm living with other people and just my life here is really different. So if I were, like, I go to sleep a lot later too. So if I were to wake up at seven in the morning every day, I would be exhausted because I would not be getting my eight hours of sleep. And although it would be nice for me to wake up at seven, just like to get enough sleep to be able to do that, it's just really not is it's just not what my life is right now. It's not reality. It's not practical. And so it doesn't make sense. It's not an alignment for me to wake up at seven in the morning. However, that doesn't say that waking up at seven won't be an alignment for me again sometime in my future when I have a different schedule. Um, yeah, so it's just important to check in with your body and recognize when your patterns should be changing, what feels good and what doesn't. And just listen to yourself because we are people who change. We're constantly transforming. And so be conscious about what is serving your highest good in the moment right now. A lot of the time we stick to the same patterns because it's what we're familiar with and it's what is normal to us. But what's normal to us isn't necessarily what's best for us and it's not really the healthiest way to go about things sometimes. So really be mindful about checking in with yourself and recognizing that things can change and what's best for you isn't always what's best for other people. So don't compare yourself to other people and just remember that you're an individual in your own journey. Respect to that. (laughs) The only thing that I can really think of that everyone should really share when they're in alignment that is just universal is being able to be authentic. Because when you are authentic with yourself, that is when you are serving your highest good. And that really benefits yourself and everyone. So speaking of alignment, something that was very much in alignment for me to do was to get acupuncture last week. I woke up in a lot of pain last Friday and it really accumulated in my neck and shoulders and back. And this is something that had been building up over time because throughout my life I've suffered from pain in my like that region, shoulder, neck, back area. I have scoliosis. And that is part of the reason why I started looking into holistic therapies because originally, this is part of my backstory, um, 
I was given lots of medications to be able to treat my pain because of my scoliosis. And that just left me feeling really, really, really sad all the time. The medication wasn't really working. And I was really upset because I was using all these methods to cope with my pain instead of try and stop having pain altogether. And so I started going to get acupuncture when I was around 18 years old. And then I've been doing that regularly since then. Um, but since I've been in England, I haven't really been getting any treatments done because I'm not really used to the, you know, you know, there's no excuses. I just wasn't making an effort to treat my body here. And so finally, when I woke up last Friday, I was just like, that's it. I'm going to go get acupuncture. So did a little quick Google search and I found this community acupuncture center and community acupuncture. It's like acupuncture in a group setting, which makes it a lot more affordable because they offer treatments to a lot of people at once. And usually it's donation based or it uses a, like a sliding scale for payment. It's usually targeted for people who have um, lower incomes or just people who want to experience acupuncture more affordably. And so this is really common in China because lots of people get acupuncture done regularly. But thank goodness they brought it back to the Western world. So yeah, I had my first group acupuncture session. Usually I do it privately, but this one was the first time I did it with other people. And for those of you who don't know what acupuncture is, it's basically using needles to unblock the energy pathways in the body. So in Chinese medicine, we have pathways and there's like, they accumulate in certain areas or they stem from certain areas called meridians. And through acupuncture, you kind of unblock those meridians and allow for qi or energy flow to go through the body more smoothly. And by doing so, you stop stagnation and you allow harmony and balance into the body. So acupuncture is some good shit, let me tell you that. And it's really helped me. To be fair, it can be really scary to a lot of people. When I first got acupuncture, I was, I, I, at first I didn't even want acupuncture because I was seeing my Chinese, my doctor of Chinese medicine regularly and she would do massage and cupping and things like that, but it wasn't going as deep as I liked it to be and I knew that deep down acupuncture was something that I really needed but was just too afraid to get. And so on the first time I said yes to getting acupuncture, I had a panic attack on the table and I was crying my eyes out, hyperventilating, but... I just worked through the pain and I just released as I was getting the needle work done. And it was such a relief. It was an emotional relief and it was a physical relief to finally be able to unblock these stagnation points. And so it was incredible. And after I got my first acupuncture session, I laid on the table and screamed out of relief. And my doctor was like, she rushed in and she was like, are you okay? Is something wrong? And I was just like, ugh. I'm just going through a lot right now. So acupuncture can be a big deal, especially when you've been, you know, accumulating pain for a long time in your life. And to finally find some relief from that is just like, geez. Whew. So I'm an advocate for acupuncture, if you can't already tell. I know I didn't describe it in the best light because needles can be scary sometimes. I do recognize that. Um, but yeah, it's phenomenal. I love acupuncture. And speaking about the community acupuncture session 
if it's your first time and you're really unsure about how your body is going to react, maybe I would suggest going to a private acupuncture session first so it can be more hands-on, one-on-one, and you can really work through your blockages on a more private and individual level, which might be better for you for your first time, especially if you don't know if you're just going to like scream or cry because the group sessions are usually really quiet and intimate because everyone's in there. So yeah, see what's best for you. If you're ready, then go for it. Community acupuncture is very amazing and it's great because it's a lot more affordable. If you're, if you're nervous about making the initial investment, of paying for acupuncture. At one point, they also pulled me aside to really work and zone in on my neck, shoulder, and back pain to give me extra relief. And so they put me on a table and they went to town with those needles on my body and I was going through a lot at that point. I was crying a lot and I was doing some heavy breathing, shaking. There was a lot of release going on, both emotional and physical again. And it was wonderful because my practitioner was very validating and supportive in my release. And so it just felt really good and safe to be able to acknowledge and let go of this pain. Very supportive. I am all about recognizing and validating pain. And in fact, I think that's the only way that we can transcend it. So that is why for this episode, we are going to be talking about spiritual bypassing and feeling your feelings. I'm laughing a lot right now because as I'm trying to record this podcast, there's a ton of fireworks going on outside. Can you hear it? Oh my god, we get it. How rude. Stop. (laughs) So I'm just going to put it on pause for a moment. I'll be back to you in two seconds. You're not even going to notice that I'm gone. So in England, they have a holiday called Guy Fawkes Day. And it's celebrated with bonfires and fireworks. And I actually love this holiday. It's beautiful. This week, I actually went to a fireworks show, so I'm not that mad. Okay, back to our program. Spiritual bypassing and feeling your feelings. So spiritual bypassing is a term coined by psychologist John Wellwood. And to spiritual bypass means that you are using spiritual concepts to ignore your pain. I touched on the subject last week when I was warning everyone about using positive affirmations as a method of spiritual bypassing to ignore how you're really feeling in order to try and manifest results. Um, Another example of spiritual bypassing could even just be trying to use meditation to try and escape or forget your reality instead of recognizing where you are. So often when we experience pain or discomfort, our immediate response is to either shove it down and bury it deep or, um, you know, try to invalidate it in our mind logically and say like, you know, it's not that bad. Think positive. But we should treat our emotions the same way that we treat physical pain. You wouldn't say that to someone who just broke their arm, (laughs) you know? I was reading this article about a woman who was diagnosed with cancer and she was completely disgusted by the whole positivity movement because 
she unfortunately was told to embrace her disease and to find the bright side of getting cancer. And she was encouraged to spiritually bypass her emotions and immediately look for reasons and like positive aspects of getting cancer. Do you know how invalidating that is? When I experience a difficult situation in my life, I feel unhappy. Sometimes I feel angry. Sometimes I feel misunderstood, disregarded, small, frustrated, or a combination of all of these. It's because I'm human. And we're always told to push these feelings aside and look on the bright side. And we're conditioned to feel shame for not feeling good all the time. And when that happens and we invalidate our pain, Often, so often, that pain stores itself in the body and then you get physical pain. What you resist persists. And when you resist feeling your emotions, it manifests the same situations and feelings persist and manifest in different ways. So that's why a lot of the time we keep continuing to get stuck into a cycle and similar patterns. For example, We continue to date people who don't value us and help us feel unworthy. And we do that over and over again until we actually learn the lesson. Same thing with pain. Physical pain can be manifested in the body from a lack of awareness for the emotions. Pain stores itself. Think about how your neck or back or shoulders hurt when you're super stressed. High blood pressure is a symptom of stress. In fact, chronic pain and depression go hand in hand. Those who suffer from chronic pain are more likely to feel depressed. And similarly, people with depression are more likely to develop chronic pain. In traditional Chinese medicine, emotions and physical health are directly connected. So the emotions are associated with and affect different organs in the body. For example, anger is stored in the liver. And to treat liver imbalances, the physical symptoms... First, the emotions are observed. Similarly with lots of holistic practitioners nowadays, um, we recognize that pain is stored and accumulates in certain chakra points. Um, I think I might do a podcast on chakras for anyone who needs more in-depth detail about this, so let me know if this is something you want to hear more about. But yeah, pain and emotions are stored in chakra points. So, for example, when you feel inauthentic and you don't feel like you can fully express yourself, a lot of the times that pain stores itself in the throat chakra. Go figure. And then sometimes you feel clammed up in the throat. You know when your throat closes and you like before you cry? Kind of like that. We're always told to shove away our feelings. A lot of us were raised that way, conditioned to be that way, to react that way to our pain. But how many times have we actually looked at our pain in the face and said, I recognize you? It's okay to feel this way. A big shift takes place when you observe your emotions with intention. I know a lot of people are afraid to even go there and to even go to a place of looking at your pain because obviously it doesn't feel good. And also a lot of us can get sucked into like this spiral rabbit hole where we try and do a full analysis of why we feel this way and just like it gets to be a lot and it's hard to get out of that rabbit hole. But there are methods to recognize pain and discomfort and validate it without having to analyze and make sense of it. It's just a matter of appreciating that it's there and seeing it for what it is. There's a method called the completion process. If you're interested, you can look it up. Um, This is something that I often work through with my clients and a majority of my sessions do consist of this. And 
during the completion process, it's just a matter of recognizing and validating pain. And through that, it naturally shifts to healing and relief. And this is both physical and mental pain. Uh, I can't even tell you how much, I'll just start with physical pain, like relief in my neck and throat area from being able to express myself authentically. And also just emotionally, it does a it does so much. It all goes hand in hand. And so if this is something that you're interested in, then let me know. We can work on it together. Um, I just, it's, everyone is affected by pain. It's everyone you meet either has back pain or shoulder pain or something either physically or they have other things going on in the emotional body. I'm so passionate about advocating healing for trauma that stores itself in the body and I really want to inspire people to feel empowered about whatever is showing up in their life and look towards possibilities for shifting their discomfort and pain so that's why I do what I do and when I say trauma I mean any time that you ever felt unaccepted or disempowered or were unable to express your authenticity and feel accepted. Um, I think automatically the mind associates trauma with having to be what society deems like a big event, like for example, a car crash. But to me, we experience trauma every day, a lot of it even taking place in our childhood without us even consciously realizing it. And so you don't have to compare your pain to anyone and we all experience pain at different capacities. So I think that's a huge important thing to recognize um, when looking at your discomfort. If you'd like support on your healing spiritual journey, just let me know. We can work one-on-one -on -one together and do some amazing, amazing shifts. I am an intuitive healer. I'm pretty psychic, you guys, and I love to do this work. So if you're interested, everything is linked in the show notes. You can follow my page on Facebook and get some juicy info on there. I post different types of content and also my Instagram, which is also linked. Okay, everyone, that is it for this week's episode. Thank you for joining in on such an important topic. I hope that you have a beautiful week ahead. You deserve it. You are so worthy. I'll see you next time. Bye.